1: Welcome to your Making It Worse. We're here, we're queer, who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer. And I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. Textual
2: Textual healing. healing. I am uh, still so touched.
0: Oh, you,
2: (laughs) you son of a bitch. No, I just, I wanted to tell our listeners, I'm so touched. Uh, This is the first year that Elliot, Alan, and I have exchanged gifts for
0: Pride. Oh, fucking and hell.
2: I I'm just, I'm feeling really emotional right now because I don't know if our listeners exchange gifts with their friends for Pride, but um, <laughs> uh, Elliot got Alan and I, and all, all three of us, in fact, a 22 karat gold chains uh, with a message on each. <laughs> um, mine says, a uh, good friend, which is such uh, a sweet and wonderful sentiment, and I really yeah. appreciate that, Elliot. I'm actually getting a little emotional <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, Alan's says smart guy, which is very, you know very true. Alan's very smart, but very um, gendered. Very but gendered. Also, yeah, it is a little gendered, and of yeah. course, Elliot says fuck machine, um, yeah. but. <laughs> But honestly, they're beautiful, and, and I'm just so touched. Um, and but you're welcome. Case, yeah, thank you so much. In case anyone's wondering, I got the guys uh, some certs, uh, breath mints, <laughs> and Alan got us, I don't know, some fucking boring book. I threw it away. He uh, doesn't
0: even care to come up with something stupid that I could get you to.
2: <laughs> no, you got us a book, and I yeah, threw it, it away.
0: Yeah. Fuck you. Um, <laughs>
2: Now on to uh, the item of the agenda. Uh, in case you were,
1: <laughs> the item of case... the agenda.
2: <laughs> Wonderful oh. transition. Next, oh. Oh. next, at the
0: board meeting, we're going to talk about Room Five Hundred Six.
2: <laughs> um, well, uh, this literally happened. This is news you probably have already heard by now, and this because it literally happened like an hour before we recorded last week's episode yeah. of You're Making It Worse. But uh, the NFL now has its first officially openly gay. No. Uh, player carl nasib active he plays... season player that's right active season yes active season player he plays for the las vegas raiders which is a team i did not know existed um <laughs> you've you know probably heard about it
0: now obviously wait what I mean, I only knew the Raiders because I love the color scheme. I mean, the yeah, black the and the Raiders gray. Yeah, I the Raiders
2: were, like, in L.A., right? Yeah, the they, L.A. Raiders, they, I, they were.
0: They were, but then they moved because the L.A. Be- well, how do I know this? Yeah. The L.A., it became the Rams. I know that because the Rams were in St. Louis, and I remember them from St. Louis. You oh, yeah. Of, yeah. I
2: thought you were going to make some, like, weird gay Ram joke or something.
0: Um, so, I'm anyway, so. <laughs>
2: Uh, you know, Carl announced uh, he he created his Instagram video that you've probably seen by now. He announced he's donating it. Hey guys,
0: I just wanted to get on to say um, I'm <laughs> gay. Yeah. I love
2: that. I love 100 grand to that the was. Trevor Project. Um, yeah. And Elliot quickly got uh, a, an, a message. Elliot celebrated on Instagram uh, about Carl Nassib's coming out and he quickly received a comment
0: that said, Carl Nassib's a Republican, how dare you? <laughs> I got a lot of those actually. <clears throat> Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised at how quickly people like literally within like a day. It was like the Internet just shifted and they were like, "Yay!" I mean, there is that, you know, we we we're, were very quick to praise. But then, of course, the Internet yeah. sleuthing praise happens and then, and tear things, down. And yeah, then yeah. yeah, we tear down whatever. And but within a day, just to lay out the facts, it was that Carl Nassib was a registered Republican. He registered to be Republican in 2020 during likely the presidential election, which, you know, put two and two right. together there and then he was seen in photos with like people wearing trump supporter gear and stuff and that's his that I mean, he hasn't said anything political he hasn't posted anything political so right. like, there we can't completely label him this but right, right that right, is what right. we know
2: yeah it, it is i mean i just i do i, I still just think it's a little absurd to, like you can't just I mean, you can, you can celebrate a first without celebrating someone in their entirety, in their totality. And you can celebrate, Hey, this is a, this is a cool accomplishment. Good for him for, for, for coming out. And, and I, I think that it's worthy of, of respect, but that doesn't also mean that I think he needs a statue in his honor, uh, in near the, las vegas raiders stadium or wherever the hell they play you know were they gonna put up a uh, statue
0: did someone say that no 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 i'm just saying oh. <laughs> like i'm just
2: saying like yeah you can recognize him for his accomplishment there's a lot of people in american history who have complicated histories yeah. you know who Abraham did a lot of Lincoln. great things and did a lot <laughs> of bad things and like i just think i think it's totally absurd when people are like
0: yeah. if
2: you've done anything bad i disagree with you're a monster you're the problem i just think it's totally absurd
1: Yeah, Yeah. I think it was like, oh, that it was kind of somebody sent me a picture before even somebody else was like, you know, he voted for Trump or whatever. Before even that, somebody sent me a picture of him with a couple of like dude friends. And one of them is wearing it was it was
0: his cousin. uh,
1: Oh, his cousin's wearing a shirt that says like legends were born in June or July or whatever. And it's Trump. And it's like, But that being said, it's like, that's so gross. But also like he's not wearing the shirt and also like, yeah. I don't know. It's like gross, but, but it just was, I mean, it was nice for a moment, to, for a moment, for a fleeting moment to have a guy be like, Hey guys, I'm gay. You know, just so you know, I'm donating money and please mm-hmm. leave me alone. Bye. You know, I liked how nonchalant it was, but yeah, kind of quickly. Soured I, think it's,
0: I mean, I was kind of of two minds with it. I, I do think it's good that someone uh, of his sort of caliber got a message out to a group of people who wouldn't normally either give to the Trevor Project or wouldn't know what the Trevor Project is. And he did a good thing by shining a light on a real problem. I mean, suicide, death by suicide amongst queer people in general, especially trans queer people and and just queer people in general is Mm -hmm. huge. It's colossal. It's insane. And there needs to be more of a focus on the need for help and outreach. And Trevor Project does that. On the flip side of it, though, I do think that You know, he is a public figure and he is not immune from scrutiny and he's not immune from his records being public and and he knows full well that he voted. He likely voted for Trump. He clearly is a registered Republican. It's not it's not hard to know how the Internet works these days. You put two and two together like he knew that that was going to happen or someone on his team knew that was going to happen. Now, should it completely cancel him? No. But what it should do is we should ask ourselves. Why are we freaking out? I mean, sure, it's in the United States here, and we love football in the United States, and it's a thing. But why are we freaking out over this this sort of you know regular football player, white dude, coming out? When literally the awesome woman in the same week, she didn't come out, but she we, we, she sort of came to prominence. The, the track star, Kumi, yeah, the track star, and it's like, oh my god, here's so this cool. woman she's so- who she's a soccer player, soccer player. Is she a so- no, 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 no she's track. A track star? She's a track star. Yeah, no, it, she's the fastest woman in in. The U.S., right? Or what, wait, are we talking Kumi Yokoyama? Oh, no. no. I'm thinking, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm confusing people now. But in the same week that Carl came out, she came out. Can you help me on the name there, Mali? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up. That. And the fact that, like, the news cycle immediately shifted from everyone freaking Sh- out.
1: Shakari Richardson. Thank you. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
0: The fact that the news cycle shifted from praising her when she was always out. And she was always sort of, like, being a prominent black you know, queer voice in Olympic sports. And to to Carl, I get the need, I get why it shifted in that way. I just, I'm a little bummed that they couldn't have had parallel breaking news. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It couldn't sure. have been like two big stories on its own. I don't yeah. know. It, I mean, just... I,
2: I get that. I mean, also, I mean, obviously like not to downplay the significance of 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 her coming out, but uh, and we'll talk about the soccer star in a second, but like, you know, NFL is obviously america's favorite sport by a huge huge margin and so i can i can recognize that that's that's going to you know get get quote better ratings Uh, i was also going to say what received less uh less press probably because americans don't give a fuck about soccer is that a professional soccer player in the national women's soccer league her name is kumi yokoyama came out as Mm -hmm. transgender in the future they plan to eventually quit soccer and live as a man uh, the big story of their coming out was how they talked about the difference between Japan and the United States when it comes to transgender perceptions and acceptance. And President Biden congratulated both of them in a tweet
0: by the way. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know President Biden doing his thing. Yeah, yeah I mean look at I think him. I think it's we should be applauding Carl. We can there is space in the community to applaud right in action while at the same time also hold him accountable for things that directly Im- his his sort of stance on things that directly impact the community in a very mm-hmm. negative way. Like we can have the same conversation. We just he shouldn't be canceled. Yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah I think that makes sense. All right great ending. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not even joking. We're here. All with- right. Go ahead, Elliot. <laughs>
1: Rents bit. We are here with Gabe <laughs> Gonzalez, <laughs> comedian, host, uh, activist, right? I mean, you've and, you've kind and
0: of a B. Arthur impersonator today. Tour de force. Today, actually. Tour actually,
3: with de that force. Voice, the B. Arthur. Voice I'll thing. take tour de force. I don't know if I'd say activist, but I will take tour de force. I'll take that. <laughs> Everyone's <one. laughs> an activist these days. And if you're not,
1: you're the problem. Yeah. You're, problem. you're joining true, us from. Though. It's true. Yeah. You're joining us from New York, where you um, ostensibly are suffering uh, sort of you're on vocal rest after uh, celebrating pride.
3: Yeah, I'm really, you know, just pulling a Julie Andrews right now in honor of the season. Um oh. <laughs> No, I'm thankfully will recover. Oh, I'm sorry, Julie, if you're listening. No, dis- yeah,
0: <laughs> that was cu- that um, cut deep because that was a real American tragedy. That was true. Mm. That was
3: truly that was mind-boggling when I learned just just that.
0: she had a surgery. The doctor said it wouldn't hurt her voice, and it wound up she was never able to sing yeah. again. And of course yeah. she sued. And now she made even more money than she didn't need. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. whatever. And then she but made I, the I princess. I've heard tongues. she's a monster. Yes. I've heard. And then monster, her singing. No, she's not a monster at all. Huh? Her uh, singing- is really her mean. singing in princess diaries too with um with uh raven simone and what like literally on top of the thing the talk singing thing it's mm.
3: my drag, my drag.
2: Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. well you lost me so let's continue
3: uh... <laughs> what did you, you do for pride oh gosh um so this was uh pride this weekend was really interesting because i think there were so many things going on mm-hmm. like there were so many parties and so many options um i think everybody was sort of overwhelmed for choice um, so I feel wow. like people kind of ended up splintering a lot in New York. But the beauty of it was that I was very ambitious in that way. So it's like I had three comedy shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I was like, cool. i got like a venue, a gig, hang out with these folks, see where the night mm. takes me kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really it's still a bit surreal kind of getting back to nightlife. You know, all of these shows have uh, required proof of vaccination going in. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's sort of that level of security and, and kind of um, trying to keep everybody safe. But there's just something so, um, I don't know, everyone's a lot friendlier. I don't know how else to say it. It's not that we were all assholes before, but I think everyone's really eager to get out and just uh, have a good time and not be, I don't know, weird or passive aggressive about small things.
2: So you're saying, like, you think the gay community is being friendlier,
3: yeah, honestly, uh, everybody, I'll take everybody. There was a bartender I thought was gay that was being very friendly, but he was just mm-hmm. looking for uh, a lovely tip. And I did provide because it's weird times yeah. right now. Everyone's yeah, yeah, yeah. real thirsty in many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just think people are uh, generally more down to kind of talk and be less in their circles and be very inviting and kind of warm. And I, I think it's maybe this collective desire to kind of just like be around each other again. Like we've been gone mm, yeah. for so long and, um, and it's nice to see comics. Uh, it's really interesting. And, you know, you're self-conscious kind of going on stage at first, bringing back old stuff because um, you're like, okay, like yeah. we'll try out some new things, but like I need these last three minutes to really kill so we can mm-hmm. all have a great night. Yeah. And um, everybody else is kind of on the same boat, right? It's like we're all dipping our toes into new stuff, but everybody's sort of getting into the rhythm of it as well. Yeah. So it's been just interesting to see that process live again rather than on Zoom.
0: We had uh, a we had a thing a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about Pride and, and and it was with Meatball and Big Dipper where we talked about moving Pride I think it was with them, Moving Pride from the summer to the winter and oh, the reaction, the reaction yeah. from people on uh, social media was insane. People very want nineties. this to happen. Do you oh. agree? Oh good, oh that's do great. You, yeah, I was, I was actually very surprised how popular the idea was. I want you, Pride in November. Do you mm-hmm. agree yeah. that Pride should be in the, in the cooler months or did you today take your top off and relish in the humidity of New York City? Oh, God, I'm a
3: fan of fall fashion. I really thrive in that mm-hmm. setting. So for selfish reasons, I would suggest, uh, you know what? Why not both? Let's have both. Now you we don't are great. Great. It's it's not
2: both. No, we don't need <laughs> both. We don't <laughs> need both, dude. <laughs> <laughs> save it, save it. I
3: can't handle tweets from Raytheon twice a year. I can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the I, free I Dunkin' was... Donut moment, but yeah, that's, yeah, about yeah, right. that's about it. That's about all I'll
1: take. I, my, yeah. I definitely had, like, like, I think I had a sort of reckoning this weekend where I was in New York for a couple of weeks with family and friends and stuff. And, you know, for me, it was chaotic just being there and trying to see everyone I could post COVID, but also deal with uh, my sister who's pregnant. And so all this stuff is happening. And Mm -hmm. then separately from that, I guess I was in New York when LA pride was happening. And then I left New York in time for New York pride to be happening. Mm -hmm. I didn't do either of those things by design, but I would have had I known. Um, (laughs) And I just, and it's not because I'm, we've talked about this before, but I, I I am by no means at all mad at pride. I think it's fantastic that it exists. I think it's important. I think it's crucial, mm-hmm. but I can't help but feel like when I see these videos from like huge parties and like huge groups of guys together. Yeah. and you wonder I about just, the AC,
0: yeah. <laughs> no, I mean,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, first and foremost, yes. But also I genuinely feel like, I just feel like that would be panic-inducing for me, and I'm yeah. just—I think I'm continually just surprised by the sort of merriment that that so many people at Pride seem to be able to just kind of lock mm-hmm. into so easily. Whereas I'm like, I would have a full-blown—yeah, I—I I would down. walk
2: in, I would walk into that bar with a scowl on my face, arms yeah. crossed, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, sh- shirt, shirt—the shirt never comes off.
0: Yeah. In fact he's yeah. wearing the parka. He's sitting yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Right I just I just
1: think it's for our listeners to know that if you feel the same if you feel like a a quiet gay or you feel like a socially anxious gay we see you and there's nothing wrong with that. are you that gay? Are
0: you, are you socially anxious what's your what's your anxiety level i in think public? It, it really
3: it really depends I, there have certainly been some prides where i've maybe just seen three friends on a roof and hung out and that's enough for me mm. like i i'm a very like i just want to be i want to be with community during pride but it is i do genuinely feel that way right i want to be with people that um I don't know. I'm excited to be around that teach me things that make me a better person, that make me feel affirmed within our community. And, and so it's like, I think this is the first pride where I've been working kind of you know what I mean I'm not making a ton but I'm working and so it was nice to kind of have that structure and I think it gave me an excuse to be more active as evidenced by my voice but um, <laughs> I, um, I don't know it's just it, it's really exciting also to attend events that are either raising funds for some of the most vulnerable people in our community or are working to support in some ways sort of like uh, less corporate more community focused pride as well like I've really appreciated those uh, events cropping up more and more mm-hmm. I think in New York and in queer communities around the country um, and And it's nice to kind of remind ourselves that, yes, obviously, like this is a a month to celebrate and hang out and feel like we get to take a weight off a little bit if we allow ourselves that this month, you know what I mean? But it is very important also to remember, um, I don't know, sort of how this all started in 1969 and the sort of words that were exchanged at that first Christopher Street Liberation Parade. Where like, even back then there were conversations regarding the exclusion of Mm -hmm. um, transgender color and and binary people of color in these events, right? These sort of respectability Mm -hmm. politics that have always been at play. So like, I am like, yes, fucking like, take a bottle of poppers into a target, sniff it and feel seen, do whatever you want (laughs) to do. But like, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a time to like, let ourselves go, but also remind ourselves what we owe the more vulnerable members of, of our community, you know, wherever we, we feel that we might be on I had a
0: moment years ago in New York, probably the, the most memorable pride I've ever had was the pride that marriage equality was, you know, legalized oh, in wow, New York yeah. city. And I was there, I was living in there at the time. And I remember, and I, even then I was not very much a pride person because I used to work in politics and, every politician marched in every single borough's pride. So I would pride, have to go yeah, with yeah. every politician to every fucking pride parade. And right. I was done with it. I was done being outdoors and having yeah, back sweat publicly. Pride, right? Public back sweat <laughs> is not cute. Anyway, and so that pride, I was like, okay, the night is happening. It was like Friday night and it was all happening in perfect marketing sequence. Like literally they pass it on Thursday night or something on Friday morning. And then it becomes law on Saturday. And then Andrew Cuomo's fucking marching in the streets on Sunday. It couldn't be yeah. planned better. Yeah. But that night, that Friday night, I went, my buddy and I, we were like, well, we should go to Stonewall, right? That's what everyone's doing. We should go to Stonewall, let's go to Stonewall. So I go to Stonewall, I'm feeling good, yay pride or whatever. And this fucking bartender at Stonewall, no, <laughs> no offense to the bartenders at Stonewall. I love you because many of you are great, but one of them confused me for someone who like did something shitty and she just started throwing limes at me, just throwing, oh my God. <laughs> like literally just throwing limes at me. And I was like, that's it, it. So fuck pride, funny. never again. I'm Why? not that's doing pride really again. Hilarious. She, someone did something shitty to her and she thought, because I am a white dude, I look like every other white dude, that she thought I was that white dude who did something <laughs> shitty and it wasn't you? me. No. And I gave her a fucking $20 Wait, tip when I wasn't making is... $20 tip. Oh my God, you gave her, t-
2: and that's really funny. Wait, can I say this real quick? I had a, sim- well, not quite the similar thing with, with limes, but. I, when I go to the gym, I go to LA Fitness in downtown Los Angeles. I go every day at the same Steam time. Room. And, uh, <laughs> and the woman uh, who works at the front desk, you know, basically every day always greets me by name. She's very nice. And then <laughs> what name do you tell her? Actually I go by my middle name. So she calls me James, yeah. um, <laughs> which I, which I'm comfortable with. But uh, then out of the blue, I mean, I literally go at the same time every day. Out of the blue, uh, like on Friday, she's like, "Oh, so you stopped coming in the mornings?" And I instantaneously was like, "How ugly is the guy that she yes. thinks is me that she Always. sees every day?" That's the only thing Always I can think of. Oh, <laughs> yep. like she clearly thinks I'm someone else, and I need to know who what he looks like to make myself feel I'm sure he's better than your
0: doppelganger has to be better than mine (laughs) please yes everyone thinks I'm Perez Hilton whenever a camera's in my face so like no yours is definitely funny you have no fucking idea everywhere I I go if there's a camera it's I'm Perez Hilton it's so funny <laughs> yes. anyway, There was but- a
3: period of time where I had a, a mustache And I would just like walk through Bushwick And people would assume I was one of I guess 10 small gay men with a mustache It's half the reason I got rid of it I was like I can't do that I, But it, like, it wasn't even the same person every time It was like a mixed array Of different ethnicities and types of yeah. men Most mm-hmm. of them were gay All of them had mustaches Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. It was really dip- Yeah, It was well, very disappointing
1: well, you're so you're a pretty preeminent voice on a lot of gay issues. I mean, you do you host um, sc- hosting, which is Scruff's Live's Trivia Show, where you talk about um, like queer history, but also sex and pop culture. You also host the the Lavender Scare, which is yeah. a live show that's an irreverent exploration of LGBTQIA history. Um, so I'm just curious. I think that all of us are curious. We in the previous segment, we were talking about Carl Nassib. Um, mm-hmm. Curious what you think about him coming out and then also being discovered to be a Republican and how much that bothers yeah. you.
3: At all? <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's uh, I kind of talked about this uh, uh, a little bit last week as well. Um, on the Quirky Pod, but I think you know, I um, two things sort of come to mind here, right? First of all, regarding the the coming out of Carl Nassib, I feel like we we celebrate very specific firsts a lot, and I think like that's a great thing, right? We want to celebrate every single small win, but sometimes I wonder like how much we erase other people who kind of paved the way for Carl Nassib to get there, right? So, like, I particularly thought of, and I saw a lot of people online also did, of Michael Sam, who came out in 2014, yeah. right? The first gay black man to get drafted into the NFL, but never made it onto a team, right? So, if we want to be, like, the first openly gay person in the NFL, I guess it's Michael Sam, but then we kind of, like, narrow in, and it's like, okay, well, Carl Nassib has his specific angle of being this first, right? And that's fine. I think we should celebrate everybody, but it is... Um, I just hope that we remember the Michael Sams right that those don't get mm-hmm. lost and we're like, OK, here's this dude now who's doing a Nizana a team like as if this qualifier somehow made the right. coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's worth considering how much how difficult it was for Michael Sam to come out in 2014. Like it's easy to forget how quickly kind of attitudes yes. change. And uh, as I've said before, you know, I don't think the NFL is a league known um, for being very. <laughs> welcoming of yeah. black folks or queer <laughs> folks or people who are both. So, yeah, it's like yeah. at least the fandom, right? The associations that I had with football growing up. And so do you think I, he'll be on
0: Dancing with the Stars, too?
3: God, Jesus, of course he will. At some <laughs> point, he'll be right on there with Aaron Shock. It'll be a lovely little. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing that was frustrating about Carl Nassib is that he um, it seemed that his political involvement Aligned with Trump coming into office that um, he registered as a Republican in 2020 in a swing state. And so I think that that alignment is, is fairly clear. And I think that we all know how to recognize the hypocrisy of queer people who are voting against their interests, but because they are white and wealthy or privileged in whatever way they're doing that i mean i know latinos in my own family who voted for trump and it's entire like absurd like immigrants yeah. who mm-hmm. came to this country right. um in the 70s and are, are voting for someone like him you and know, so uh, we yeah. need to point that shit out basically i we do need to talk about it and i i do think that you know nobody should be immune uh from facing that sort of criticism especially considering the kind of yeah, person of trump was like i just yeah
2: yeah no i i, I hear you it's an, it's an, I'm, I'm always a little torn though just because uh, we talked about this on the podcast um, many months ago, but exit polls showed that Donald Trump in 2020 did better with gay voters than any Republican has done, I think since what, like 92, as I recall. Oh, um, wow. And so it's it's shocking, but you're like, well, if if we're gonna be consistent, we should be consistent, which is anytime, and, and look, maybe, maybe inter- the internet does this, maybe Twitter does this, but anytime anyone does anything of note, Uh, And they're given credit for it. We should, I guess, we have to look up their (laughs) voter registration and find out what who who and what they support and uh, when did they vote? Did they vote in primaries? You know, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm. I mean, I I hear you 100%, Gabe. And I, I, I obviously was was disheartened. But then you're also like, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who supported Trump for a lot of varying reasons, and they're not all monsters, even though. Finding if you find me on the wrong day, I'll tell you they're all monsters. But
0: like being it's also the dance, it's the dance of like, yeah, you might not think they're monsters. And that's there is like there is a way to be openly critical of someone who is clearly voting against you know the community's best interest while also pretending to not pretending, but also saying we need to. And the, these things that are hurting the community, and I'm donating money. It, it, there is a double yeah. face, there's two two-sided two-sided coin there. That's a little like he's getting it from both ends, and and there is a deep-seated privilege involved in him being able to be do that, to be able to say I support the Trevor Project, which so does not support. It's not a political right. organization, but they're not those donors <laughs> that are not is supporting not, Trump.
3: Yeah. And
0: at the same time, vote for Trump. Now, I'm not saying we should cancel him for voting Trump because I do think there is a, mem- a place in the community for dissenting voices within the gay community. Like one yeah. of the things I always say is it's okay to consider a gay person an asshole because sometimes they are. Like yeah. it's, right. I don't have to be singing praises for every single right. homosexual out there, a queer person out there, because sometimes they make really, really, really stupid fucked up decisions and yeah. hope that by my visibility and what I say, they will learn the error of their way. Yeah. yeah yeah
3: well like yeah it's the thing is our community is certainly not monolithic right and some queer folks will put their self-interest above others and you know i I think to what Brett said uh earlier i I get yeah, there are a lot of people that did and that's something we're gonna have to reckon with and talk about but I think when somebody's asking for a platform um or you know maybe seeking kind of um, I don't know, uh, sponsorships, right? Yeah, Yeah. 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 to be a sort of representative for a community. I I think it is important to ask those questions. I want to know who I am uplifting right how to approach this absolutely and I think it's it's valid when you're asking for that kind of uh platform or perhaps the timing of it coincides with Mm -hmm. uh you know something else that you want to do that is relatively high profile I think uh anybody with a platform definitely has a responsibility to at least answer to those things so that people who may or may not want to support them know what they're they're getting into right would you look at
0: his nudes if they were leaked though (laughs) (laughs) like because I probably would (laughs) I mean what (laughs) you know like, would you look like I, mean, I feel like, like I've had an abundance this pandemic I'm a... <laughs> I feel like I feel like my political leanings either way would not prevent me from looking at a Trump supporters nudes if leaked. I mean just you know I'm, like, I probably would Re- remember in 2008 and it's during a simpler
2: time when Sarah Palin was the worst person you could imagine yeah. And, yeah. Uh, what yeah. was it Sean Cody offered Levi Johnston oh yeah play was, playgirl then, oh wow
0: Oh, no, no, no I yeah.
2: no, I think it was, it was Sean Play, Cody.
0: Play, Sean Cody might have also oh, done okay, it, but he okay, had the yeah. spread in Playgirl. It wasn't quite oh, a spread okay. though. Oh, he oh, literally sorry, didn't sorry. spread. He kept those cheeks yeah. together. Levi Johnston, who
2: was like Sarah Pell's <laughs> daughter's husband or baby mom or something, and and like he offered <laughs> him like, what was it, 100 I rem- grand?
0: The guy who used to do the playgirl shoots. I used to do some like nightlife party stuff and and he was the organizer of the playgirl moment and oh i just wanted to see the negatives even though he looked basic as fuck no, dude, he looked it, basic oh, as fuck, so hot but i still it, just wanted to see
2: it you know what i mean just a little hole yeah i i was not attracted to him i also am, i remain obsessed with how like plain and tepid playgirl is oh, yeah. <laughs> i haven't obviously bought yes. it in a while but like i remember buying. i always remember buying it in like, you know, 2004 or whatever. But when I was still like pseudo closeted or whatever. And, you know, you Cody was around was then, like,
3: wasn't
2: it? Yep. Yep, yeah. it was. But you open up Playgirl, there's like six guys. Three of them look like Burt Reynolds. Like, it's just like...
3: It's <laughs> it was so a very bad. don't ask, don't tell kind of nudie magazine. Like, it was
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't think, yeah, Playgirl was definitely of my youth. But then as soon as the internet came, I was like, oh, give me some Sean Cody. Yeah, man. I got you Cody early. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, Gabe.
3: Oh no, no, no! Just agreeing wholeheartedly with oh. the of, <laughs> yeah. of the internet because I remember when it happened, and it was like my parents bought a computer, and it was right next to our kitchen. And I would like, Ooh. um, Ooh, I would go to, to like AOL kitchen. chat rooms, but then like find links to like like just pages of PNGs, and yes. then I would drag them into a Word document and print them out. Yes. And then- <laughs> but then take them to the bathroom and not know where to put them so i would flush them we have the exact same i also took them
0: into the shower yeah i i would take i had a i had a folder a high school like you know like whatever regular folder that i had all my printouts oh you kept them i kept them that's because i had a family i mean i had a i have a really big family and so i knew Mm -hmm. my mom was very busy so i could easily hide shit and she wouldn't notice it ever because she had too much going on it was very proud. Those, those, those old school printers that took like 90 seconds to print a photo yeah. though,
2: really created some Literally tension.
0: me sitting there as it prints out, watching to see if anyone's coming. Oh my
2: God, waiting watching. at the top of the stairs. <laughs> yes. Did their movie end? Yes. Why is it not Are they still longer? watching Walker,
0: Texas Ranger? Yes, I they was are, always, Good.
2: I was always prepared to pull the plug, yank it out and just like deal with it later. You know, pull the plug on the printer, but yank then, out that piece oh, of paper, and like,
3: what if it finishes printing? At, you know what I mean? When yep. it does that thing where it's like, "We didn't finish." I have the <laughs> other half of this page. <laughs> yeah, right. That fully happened to me once, right. and I, I'm glad I caught it. And I left
0: like, oh. a photo in the printer once accidentally, yeah. or it came out Oof. later or something, uh, and I and someone else found it, and I was like, hmm, I don't know. I maybe you know the internet." Yeah. Yeah. Do you are, all
3: remember the first time you, you got caught anxious. with gay porn? Yes. Okay. Totally. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I yes. ever <laughs>
0: technically
2: got caught. I got
0: caught with a Playgirl at <gasps> oh. Borders. Not at Borders. Excuse me. At um, B Dalton in the mall. I remember. I used to put Playgirl in Rolling Stone magazine. I would un. I would take off the Saran wrap or whatever. I would go back yeah. into the section, the spirituality section, because no one was going there. Yeah. No one's there. And I would yeah. just sit and just look at the Playgirl. And one of the like the workers, the booksellers, came up to me and was like, "Get out!" And she just like said, wow. "Get out!" And I was Whoa. so terrified. And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." and i got oh, yeah. out <laughs> how old were you i oh, had to, probably 10 oh my god wow, i was like a kid 10. i was a little kid yeah okay You're i like, thought you- she was just being homophobic but she was fully yeah, like you yeah, need yeah. to get out of here yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean i think she i think she probably did me did me a solid there yeah yeah yeah
2: <laughs> wow that's actually that, i'm actually really surprised that you were like interested with porn by 10. Oh, I'm the very more of
0: faggots. I'm
2: like, I started early and
0: I have been consistent yeah. ever since. I, I
2: feel like, <laughs> I don't I don't think I'd seen my first dick until I was like 15, 16. <sighs> hmm. Yeah. How I think that's, I remember that's
3: it took a while relatively late for yeah. like, I remember reading a statistic forever ago and I was, we were writing up an article about this, about like how porn is like kind of supplanting sex education. Cause kids are learning words related to sex and ideas surrounding mm-hmm. sex very early on. And they're not being taught about kind of, I don't know, bodily autonomy and consent or even what yeah. reproduction is uh, yeah. <laughs> like in a very yeah. comprehensive way. I grew up in Florida. So this was definitely my story. Ooh, where are I, in Florida? Mm-hmm. I grew up right outside Orlando, this tiny town called Oviedo. <laughs> Do you know am, her?
0: No, I don't, <laughs> but I'm obsessed with all of the suburbs around Orlando because my oh, mother was special. so poor, we could never afford to stay in Orlando proper. So oh we'd always God. go to like some ho-dunk vacation rental in one of the suburbs of Orlando. Oh the yes. people of Florida, the people of Orlando, I should just say. I mean, y'all seem lovely, but oh, you need to stick to having your tippins like restaurants and like let's move on because there's not <laughs> much else there. Um, how did yeah. what was it like growing up in Orlando, Florida? I don't know
3: why anybody would fucking raise kids there. I'm sorry. I um I don't know what yeah. my parents were doing or thinking, but um, it was really wild. We were definitely one of those like weird. It was, like, it felt kind of suburban, but also a little podunk. Like, we had a chicken crossing sign on the road I would take to school. Wow. Um, There was fully, like, like, feral chickens, just, like, in the area. And then, like, a consignment store, a Baptist church, an Ace Hardware, and a Popeyes where the chickens would fully hang out. This is, like, been documented God. online it's the wildest part of Oviedo um, wow. but <laughs> wow. yeah it was a lot of uh, a lot of hooking up in cars in like parking lots mm. or like lying to my parents about going to like the Oviedo marketplace and like having yeah. a a woman friend to drive me to the actual yeah. gay friends so, like my friend Kelly or Brittany would pick me up and then be like okay I'll be back to get you in like two hours when I'm done with my date," and then we were just like fake like we had been hanging out all night did you great.
0: ever hook up yeah. in the parking lot of Popeyes?
3: <laughs> Never, no, that was too cutty Not, no, no, no. Oh. Not the, the parking lot of the Target, maybe you know, sure. it happened like twice. A little more I made the Target, yeah. that's Absolutely. some bougie yeah. shit. Yeah. I, was, no, I was, I was gonna was say, don't Walmart. feel
0: bad. Uh-oh. I was fully okay. Walmart. There was yeah. a huge Walmart bar house. We'd always go park there and just give a little blowjob there and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a <laughs> little think, handy in the park, a little yeah, bit Watch those
2: falling sales. <laughs> I stopped keeping track, but I think. I think Elliot is hooked up in the parking lot of every big box store in America. I think, right. You finally got big lots recently. And, and so anyway, um, <laughs> oh my
1: God.
3: can we pivot that into a sponsorship? We got to make yeah, it happen. Oh,
1: truly. <laughs> a big
0: lot. Sponsor.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, Gabe, thanks for joining us for a lively, chill chat. Uh, of course you're the easiest person to do that with. Uh, yeah. It would be easy.
3: Where can anyway,
0: people follow you on the internet? oh
3: yeah oh my gosh for sure um so on twitter and instagram my handle is gay bones it's g-a-y-b-o-n-e-z <laughs> it is a nickname from a college improv group that unfortunately is now haunting me because it's my public-facing uh, internet <laughs> handle <laughs> oh my god so that's great you know wow. just simple none to that um I have a website. I bought a .gay domain during the pandemic, which was super exciting. Mm-hmm. So Gabe is .gay is a website that you can find me at. <laughs> no, that's great.
0: Lo- I don't think I follow you on Instagram. I, like everyone listening, is going to follow you right now.
3: Oh, please do. Come, come join mm-hmm. the I'm not at ten thousand yet, so I'm I'm yearning C-U-M for that swipe on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you
0: so much, Gabe. Yeah, thanks, Gabe. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks, thank Gabe. you all for having me. another thing Ooh, are you guys feeling like you know you're getting out into the world and you don't know quite how to like conduct yourselves in the mm-hmm. real world or like mm-hmm. how to there's it's it's a thing called cave syndrome and i feel it very acutely there are things yeah. that are i mean it's not even so much yeah i've gained weight over covid and i've like the, the normal things that everyone has a you know experienced over covid the distance and everything but there is a part of me that like now i don't really know how to sometimes conduct myself in certain settings and do certain things and like some things feel new and it's there i don't feel necessarily anxiety over it i guess maybe a little i don't know yeah yeah there is that and so the whole thing with cave syndrome is that it's twofold there's either you feel anxiety over sort of you know doing things again like going out in public or going in large groups etc or on the flip side of it you could also be skeptical of the science, be skeptical of the, of the vaccines, be skeptical of sort of the the, taking off the masks and that we are in a safe place. And you're fearful of getting back out there because you, you are skeptical if it's safe or not. And there's a lot of that happening. What do you guys think? Two pronged, you know, I'm actually, I'm kind of, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm struggling a little bit right now. I think for a different reason, which was, you know, things have started obviously opening up and I've had some really busy weekends, but also my weeks are not as busy as they used to be. Uh, you know, two years ago, um, and and I also, like, fear of missing out. The FOMO syndrome has come back, where, mm-hmm. you know, for a year and a quarter, everyone's sitting in their apartments, and you don't have to worry about what vacations you're not going on or or what cool things your friends are doing that you aren't or parties or whatever, and, like, that's come rushing back. So that's been, I think, what I've been dealing with, which, with, which is, like, I'm ready to be, you know, fairly busy again and I, I, don't think I just don't think the the world is fairly busy again yet. But that's actually bumming me out a lot more than it did like six months ago. You oh my know? God, like I think the you're missing
1: again? out? Yeah, I mean, I think there's it feels
2: like the world is so busy again. No. Well, I, I yes, but I'm I'm saying
0: like it's you not know, happening to him. It's he's it's, not. It's it's, it, 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 it's yeah. It's,
2: but also like yeah, it's not like, it's not like it's not like it was two years ago. You yeah. know, you're it's not like you're going to three shows a week and like, you know, mm. a party or two. It's, yeah. it's like, you
0: know, There's the you artificial have... things. There's the yeah. sure those things are open. You can go to the bar. You can do those things. Yes, but like absolutely the regular shows, a lot of those shows don't exist anymore. A lot of the right. things, the restaurants we would go to all the time don't exist anymore. So the normalcy of the things we once had right. can't happen at the frequency in which they used right. to happen. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. I guess yeah. I, I definitely, I feel like it's just, I was like, I think like everybody, I'm like, I'm so ready to go back to bars and like make out, like I'm going to make out with randos oh, and all this shit. And then it just did not happen. And 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 not and by choice, like it just kind of I'm a little overwhelmed by the speed yeah. and and, you know, uh, size at which people are trying or, you know, hungry to get back into big groups and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, I'm a little I am a little daunted by it.
0: I mean, I past guest last uh, Matthew Solomon, we had him on a couple. He was the mm-hmm. commercial. Yeah, he had yeah. the commercial. Um he texted me last night being like, are you are you coming to Akbar because Akbar had some sort of big pride night thing? And I was like, oh, I don't do pride first off. I won't do a <laughs> right. crowd. I don't do I don't do pride crowds. And right now, because there is so much of excitement of that of being out in public again and going out and like partying and making out and all these things, I don't want to be a part of the mayhem of it just because that just annoys the fuck out of me. I just want to like walk into a normal bar and have a normal bar experience and not have to have someone hug me for a long time or like talk about how special it, how can you believe we're out again? Yes, I can. The science let me believe that we're out again and I'm at a fucking bar. Stop talking about it. Like I'm just sort of- You don't want to be reminded, yeah. I'm
2: kind of in that boat, yeah. Another thing that is sort of struck me is that like, I keep having these moments of surreality where I will literally say to myself, did I really spend a year and a quarter sitting in my apartment? It's almost like I don't believe it. Like like it was like, I was just like, it was like hibernation and that I I broke out of it. And now I'm not kidding. I have moments where I'm like, wait, no, I didn't do that all year. It was just a couple months. And then it's like, no, you spent virtually every day for what, 15 months Mm -hmm. sitting in your room basically all day except for like grocery store shit or whatever yeah and i just yeah you're you're a social person
0: i am a social person yeah Yeah, you're out you 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 keep a packed schedule
1: i think the biggest i think i think we've talked about this but i think the biggest sort of surprise to me Mm -hmm. is that like i guess i expected to like run into people's arms crying after not having seen them for so long but brent Mm -hmm. even brent i think it was brent who said like with people it's like yeah it's like it's kind of just like yeah haven't seen you in a while it's it's not that different um i I, guess if you count zoom and all that stuff no, I, I feel the same way. And it's it's
2: been like I've seen a number of people who I had not seen for probably a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And instead of like sobbing and, and you know, giving each other long hugs, you're just like, hey, what's up, man? And it's yeah, it's so anticlimactic that it's yes. it's its own thing where you're like, This yes. is
1: so weird. It's so weird that I normally yes. would
2: see you six times a year at yes. shows or party mm-hmm. or whatever at bars or something. And now I haven't seen you in forever. I'm seeing you again, and I'm happy and I'm content and it's great. But yeah, there isn't like this, like, this, like, sigh of relief. It's just like (laughs) life is normal again. It's almost like it never happened.
0: Similarly, to sort of like, I mean, for me at least, for after chemo, after COVID, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, not feeling obligated to be friends with everybody. You know what I mean? I right. feel, I'm feeling very like focused on the people that I want to spend my time with and that I want to go out with. And I'm, I've never been one, like if I'm not performing or if I'm not a part of a show or if I'm not going to see a friend's show, I'm not going to go to a random thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. not, I'm yeah. not that person. And so like, I, I've always been very targeted in how I will go out and what I will yeah. do. But even now I'm very focused on, even just like with my birthday coming up in a few weeks, I'm like, I'm, I'm focusing on only like having the core people in my life, which is like basically you guys and Michael and a few others, and like that's it. Like it's like yeah. under 10. And I, in a weird way, I kind of, it's relaxing to know that like I have this core of people that I can just turn to and that is my core so even if the year if we go into lockdown again that is my core but at yeah. the same time there is a lot of anxiety over saying no to people I'm feeling it oh, again yeah. but by by just being like and I can't I don't feel like I can say I don't want to do that because we haven't done it for a year so who the fuck am I to say I don't want to do something that I haven't been able to yeah. do for you know what I mean Yeah yeah I, yeah. I mean,
2: I told myself personally, I was like, I can't, I just can't say no to anything. And I actually rarely don't. That's kind of generally how I've been, yeah. but I'm like, you know, you sit, you sat at home for a year. Like you have to like, <laughs> you have yeah. to go to
1: every garbage invite. So that Suddenly you get. Brent is going to be like in New York at like Marie's crisis. <laughs> like Brent has joined a knitting circle. He has yeah, fully yeah, joined a yeah. knitting
0: <laughs>
1: circle. Uh, <laughs> t-shirt or po- pools at no t- Pool, no shirts, no shirts off at Pools Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> what? would your, your aunt say? Brand, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? Even
2: I knew about
1: the bisexual track star. You're a homophobe. <laughs> My aunt Anne, my sorry, my aunt Joanne would say, "I don't care if he's a Republican. Naseeb sounds like he's an anti-Semite to me."
0: <laughs> How oh, about good. Aunt Anne? My aunt Anne would say, "The Target parking lots a good place to have relations." <laughs> Ray, get the keys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening. I'm Elliot. Oh, uh, and happy pride, everybody. That's that. happy pride. No, I think it's, I just wanted to say again, like if you listen to this podcast, yeah. it's nice. I'm, I'm glad. And hopefully I'm hopefully uh, excited to know that there are people who like us are happy. Pride exists and I'm glad the events are being held and
0: all that shit, but it's yeah.
1: okay to also be quiet and, appreciate yeah. it from a distance there's nothing wrong yeah, with that and from a nice
0: air-conditioned apartment just you right know, live your pride 365 <laughs> right. from the inside with the <laughs> ac on
1: that's right but
2: with uh, that said that's elliot glazer there's a H alan scott and i'm brent sullivan wow you really want to that. That the, <laughs> no i've got lots of flack these last few weeks <laughs> flack, Good and lo- flack and dude <laughs>
1: <Lord. laughs>